welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 37 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. 37! So exciting. I have promised you this topic of doing retros, which I have written and will deliver to you next week. But I just got back from two weeks in the Sierra Mountains with my parents, my kids, and my husband. And it was too good not to make an episode about the beautiful things I learned from that. So I've been planning on doing an episode about this anyways, but this lesson and this learning that applies to so many of the ideas we want to make real, to so many habits we want to change, to businesses, to personal lives, to relationships, this lesson, this idea was so salient for me up there in the mountains that I decided to make it an episode for you about it right now. So there I was on the slopes of the Eastern Sierras in a place called Twin Lakes. Um, it's about an um, hour out of Nevada and an hour um, away from Mammoth on the other side. And it's this beautiful, beautiful place in the mountains that we escaped to. And I was just there for two weeks, but y'all, I have been up there many times. In grad school, <laughs> I used to take a break from school and drive across the Sierra Mountains to help build this cabin for a break from all of the sort of like intellectual work that I was doing during grad school, all the studio work and intellectual work. I would go and strap on some tool belts <laughs> and help my dad build this giant cabin in the Sierras. So they got this property up in the mountains, my parents did, when my grandfather died around the year 2000. A few years after that, they bought this little fisherman's house, this little studio, a fisherman's cottage in the woods. It's right next to a whole bunch of protected national forest. And so on one side of it, there's this little creek, this stream, and then a whole bunch of open space that's protected. So trees, all different kinds of pine trees and aspen and incredible wildlife and just beauty. And on the other side, there's a little neighborhood of cabins in the Sierras. So I remember in grad school, I used to take a break and drive across the Sierra Mountains in a little Chevy pickup. It was a light blue pickup named Bluebell. That's what I called it. <laughs> it was a stick shift. And I remember in the middle of the night driving across those mountains by myself while it was hailing and crossing this Sierra Pass. It's called Sonora Pass. And this place, Sonora Pass, there were legends of people whose cars were found at the top of the pass, but they never were found. And I remember just in the middle of the night, driving this little blue pickup with the hail just hitting the windshield so that I could barely see, turning up the radio, cranking up the heat and just making it over the pass and getting to the cabin in the middle of the night. I remember setting the foundation of the cabin with my dad. So it was just the tiny fisherman's studio, that one-room cabin, and we decided to build this big cabin next door to it. My parents did, and so we all took turns helping. And during that time, my dad would sleep in the fisherman's cottage, and I would sleep down in the garage with the guys who were building this cabin with my dad and I. 
And I remember sleeping on a futon down in the garage and feeling a mouse run across me in the middle of the night and sitting bolt upright, throwing off my sleeping bag and saying, F this, and running upstairs to sleep on the floor in my dad's inside cabin. <laughs> I remember working on installing the roof at this cabin. The cabin's roof has to be very steep so that the snow doesn't compile and get too heavy for the roof to hold up, right? And during the winter at Sierras, there's tons of snowfall. So it has to be very slick. So once I was up there with these heavy nail bags on, my tool belt nailing in this tin roof, and I started sliding. There was nothing to hold on to, just this green metal that I was slipping down slowly, slowly. And I kept sliding, maybe yelling an obscenity or two, and I... (laughs) picked up speed, and finally fell off the edge of the roof, ping-ponged off of the roof of the little fisherman's cottage sitting next to me, and then fell onto the ground. And I got the wind knocked out of me. But that was it. Nothing worse. Just the wind. So I have had lots of good times, lots of memories made at this cabin, running, taking early morning 6 a.m. runs around the lakes, bringing different boyfriends and girlfriends up to the cabin. I remember this trip when I went there the first time after I started dating my husband, just being completely smitten with him. And then years later, bringing my babies up there one by one for many trips over the years. But this trip that I just got back from was the best yet. And the reason why is because we did less. Some years I go up there wanting to go on 18-mile hikes to the top of mountains, find herds of wild horses, mountain bike, find hot springs and ghost towns, and just explore every little corner of the magic that I can find up there. That's how I sort of approach the world. I kind of want to see it all and do it all and feel it all. And this time, our only goal was to be. Now, I had other things in mind that my brain wanted to do. I wanted to write podcast episodes, write emails for the Bloom Room, which is launching in three weeks. I wanted to paint with my daughter and my mom and help my dad with building projects. I wanted to go camp at Yosemite for the night, but instead, I focused on one thing only, the goal, just to be. To be with my parents, to be with each other as a family of four, to be with ourselves to be still. That was the priority and everything else had to wait. We still had so many adventures. We did a 12 mile hike. We found turquoise lakes to swim and kayak in. We went on a gondola. We had plenty of adventures with my kids, with my parents, but we were so much more present. The deep talks The deep laughs and even the cries I had with my mom and dad were worth more than anything because I wasn't trying to be anywhere but where I was. The only goal was to be off the grid, to unwind and to be together. And I'm sharing this with you. I think it applies to so much of what we do. We live in a world that offers us a buffet of all the things to taste and try and do and be. And I've talked about this on prior episodes, but it can be intoxicating with all of these options in front of us for who we can be, what we can experience, what we can do. 
We've also been trained with all of this buffet of options in front of us that we can do it all, especially as women. We're trained and expected to operate in a multitasking, overtasking, task centric culture. <laughs> so much tasking, and it's hard to resist doing it all. But time and time again, when I do less and focus in on one or two priorities at a time, and focus with all of my mind and my heart until those priorities have been richly explored and either accomplished or or not, right? Everything blooms. When I practice that constraint of focusing in on one or two things, it is always more effective. So now I gave you this example of this rich, beautiful time with my parents and my kids, my husband, myself on this trip to the mountain. But let me give you a couple of other examples. First, let me tell you what this looks like for my clients. So many of us have multiple areas of our lives that we want to see a change in. And many of my clients come to me talking about all of these. Maybe we want to change our jobs, a relationship, our physical health, our mental health. Folks will come to me wanting to do it all. We do. We do that, right? We want it all. We want it right now. It's hard to see something different than what we have and not take action on it right away. But here's the thing that I see time and time again with my clients and with myself and with my business, with my own life. Doing less is so much more. Focusing on fewer things with all of your energy and heart and love and play creates much more progress over time. And You get to enjoy the human experience so much more. So let's break that down. When you take that list of five things that you want to change and you focus on one thing at a time, let's say you focus on health habits, two things happen. Instead of doing everything halfway and making a little bit of progress, sort of sporadic progress, random progress, reactive progress in lots of areas, maybe in a relationship, and in your health habits, and in your mental health, and in your job, maybe making a little bit of progress, which oftentimes when we do that, when we're sort of spread thin and focused on all the things, we get overwhelmed and our progress actually recedes. It slides back in all of those areas because we can't maintain all of those pots cooking at once. There's too many things on the stove. I don't know if any of you have made like a really complicated dinner, but it is tricky. Timing out when everything needs to be put into an oven and taken out of an oven and when sauces are made and when noodles need to be dumped in water or rice or there's just a lot of things going on at once. When we have lots and lots of goals and priorities that we're working on at once, it's too much to track. And so something gets burned. Many things maybe turn out mediocre, right? Maybe we wouldn't make them again. It's like that when we have lots of different goals going on at once. But when you focus in on making real permanent change in one area at a time, a few different things happen. You enjoy it. You're present in the experience. You have the human experience of growth and change, and it's fun It feels so good to imagine what you want to be different and to take intentional steps 
to grow in one area at a time. It's so satisfying. You learn. The change and the growth goes deep and it becomes permanent. And when you do that with one thing for a month, let's say, two months, and you make a permanent change and then you focus again to a new area for a month or two months or more, and you make another permanent change and then you go to another area, all of those permanent changes pile up and are transformational. So instead of backsliding and feeling overextended and not enjoying all the things that you're trying to do, you make these real slow permanent changes in multiple areas that actually create a transformation in you. I see that with my clients time and time again. Now, sometimes we're working on a couple of different areas and every area that we change actually impacts other areas as well. So you might be focused on two things, not just one. That's all right. But practicing that constraint of doing less is so much more. So before I give you your challenge for the week, let me give you one more tangible example. Let's let's take my business because I've really experienced it here. So when I first started out a few years ago running my own business as a coach, I wanted to help all the people in all the world. <laughs> I still do, but I wanted to do it in many different ways. I wanted to run retreats, lead groups, lead groups in multiple topics on a learning management system where you could come in and you could bloom your relationships and bloom your life and bloom your business and bloom, you know, your goals, all these different areas. I wanted to do one-on-one coaching for six months for a long period of time, going deep with individuals to make lasting transformational change. I wanted to start a podcast, write a book. And honestly, that's just some of it. (laughs) But what I did is I focused in on one thing at a time. Year one, I just learned to run a business because I knew how to coach. And so I kept on coaching as many people one-on-one as I possibly could. And I learned how to run my own business. Now, I'd done that for 20 years already for others, but I hadn't done it for myself. So this was my own coaching practice and my own business with free reins and creative license. And it was just magic to just focus on that. I told myself no to the book, not yet, not yet to the groups, the retreats, to all of it. I got really good at running my own practice. And then year two, I started a podcast and I have not missed a week. I've learned so much doing this. It's so humbling. It's my heart's offering to the world. I care so much about it. So when there's a week when I'm not sure the episode is everything it could be, I am learning to be human, that that this as everything has its ups and downs. I learned to be consistent no matter what comes up in life, to always show up. And I developed a body of work that is eight months old now. And I showed myself that I will show up for myself and for all of you every single week, no matter what. And during that time, I did have a personal goal too, I have to say, of exercising every day. And so I had a work goal and a personal goal. But for work, my big focus was the podcast. Then after six months, that first year of learning to run my own business, that second year of starting my own podcast, then I started creating my group programs taking all of the successes that my clients have had over the last 20 years and then last two or three years and boiling it into a repeatable formula 
infused with design thinking, coaching, the conscious and unconscious minds, and a brain science take on the practice of manifestation. So really what happens on sort of when we look at neuroplasticity and we look at sort of daily cognitive practices and unconscious practices, how that all sort of can be bundled up in a burrito that's called manifestation and how energy and magic and all of that stuff can be very real. And, and I believe in mystery and magic. And also we can understand what brain science is doing when we focus on things that we want and we do the work to rewire our brains to move towards them every day. And I made all of that into the most fun and playful and powerful group coaching program that I can create that's helping women turn ideas into real things to make the world a better place. So now I have all three. Instead of halfway, a half, well, I do have a halfway written book, but that that was from a long time ago. Instead of a halfway written book and a halfway made program and a podcast that is sporadic and happening every once in a while, I took them one at a time. I have a business that is running in its integrity that feels great. I have a podcast that I've never missed an episode of, and I have a group that I am launching that I've run once before, but I'm launching for the second time in with so much excitement and energy and belief and love around it. And I'm so happy with all of them. They're all in integrity. They're solid. And none of them are half built. The book, the other groups, the themed programs, maybe even retreats, they're all out there for someday. But for me, taking it one day at a time has been good, good medicine. So here's your challenge that I offer you for the week. Do less. Where are you trying to do it all? Are you trying to change five health habits at once? What's your top priority? What if you chose just one to start with? Are you trying to find your life partner, change jobs, be the best parent in the world all right now? If you had to choose one thing to focus on, to play with, to enjoy, to transform in for the next month, knowing that everything else can wait, what would it be? Would it be to be less stressed? To drink more water? (laughs) Would it be to take a little walk every day, see friends more? Or maybe write a page a day of a book that you've always wanted to write? Practice music for 30 minutes a day? Be kinder to yourself on the inside? Be more patient with your kids? Choose one. Because so often... In my experience as a human myself and in serving many people as their coach, I see that when we do less, we become more and we have so much more to offer the world. So that's what I've got for you this week. Go out, my friends, with all of your might and do less. (laughs) I'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.